From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with my buddy Carol Puckett. And for the next hour, we will be your guide through Mississippi's culinary landscape. Today, we're talking about catfish, hush puppies, and coleslaw. It's not only a delicious meal, but it has long been a cash crop in the great state of Mississippi, from the Scott family and the Simmons family to many, many others. So it doesn't matter whether you bake it, fry it, boil it, poach it, or put it on a stick. The main thing is to remember you got to have good sides. We're talking catfish, catfish dinners, and sides. Let us know how you feel about that and where your favorite places to eat. How you cook catfish, call us at 1-877-MPB-RING or email to food at mpbonline.org. Be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome to Deep South Dining, a show all about food, people who make food, and the people who you sit with enjoying good southern food. Today we're going to talk about catfish and sides. Good morning, Carol, and welcome back. It's great to see you this shiny Monday morning. Good morning, Mal. How are you this morning? Most excellent. And how was your weekend? It was Mother's Day weekend. My weekend was great. Even though it rained and I couldn't fish, I fried some fish. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Working on this catfish show, um, it just made me hungry. As you say, it flung a craving on me. <laughs> so so you I had to, <laughs> to fry some catfish and hush puppies in advance of this show. And you, you were telling me that the hush puppies were a, a real success, that you were able to keep them nice and spongy and soft and delicious and salty. And yes, I did. One of the real benefits of working on this show is gathering all these tips from different places. And lo and behold, I learned I have been over-stirring my hush puppies. And the trick when you get your wet and dry ingredients is to really just stir it a few times, and that helps helps it be light and fluffy, and I can assure you that mine were. Good, and that's that's good to know because sometimes hush puppies can be hard as a brick bat. And, and that is wrong. Wrong and it's less so delicious. Wrong. <laughs> well, there's big, big news in the culinary world today. Uh, we recently had we've well we've had many James Beard award winners. James Beard was a very famous chef from I believe he was from New York. He lived in New York. He was originally from Seattle, uh, Washington, and he was really one of the people who put American cuisine and celebrated American cuisine at a time where people looked to Europe for you know for everything. Right. He taught us to be proud of what we have. Well, he and Craig Claiborne. Exactly. And the French chef also. The three of them, it seems to me. Pierre Franing. That's right. Put us on the map. But anyway, so we discovered this week that one of our very own uh, Oxford-based chefs won the best chef in the South, which means the best chef in the world. Well, that is certainly true. Um, Vishwish Bot from Snack Bar was honored as best chef of the South and I cannot tell you how important and what a great honor this is. The James Beard Awards are the Academy Awards of food, and the competition 
is fierce. Uh, the region that we're in goes from Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, and Puerto Rico. So mm, this okay. is this is quite an honor. So that's considered the southern region. It's considered the deep south. Okay. <laughs> well, that, when well, you put in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it works for me. So Vish um, grew up, I guess, cooking in many restaurants around, and uh, we're going to get him on the phone here in a minute. Yes, it was our good fortune that Vish's parents moved from Gujarat, India, to the U.S. many years ago, and Vish calls Mississippi home. He is truly a Mississippian uh, now, and his cuisine is, I would say, a combination of Southern and Indian, and are we getting him on the phone? I think that's a work in progress, but uh, in the meantime, we can talk about other uh, Mississippians who have either been nominated or have won James Beard Awards. I know that John Currents uh, is one, also affiliated with Snack Bar in Oxford. He is, and uh, I loved being present when when uh, Doe's Eat Place in Greenville won the uh-huh. American Classic Award, and it was so so wonderful to see the Cigna family walking the red carpet. It's truly like the Academy Awards with the screen and you turn and – and pose, and all the photographers oh, right. take take pictures. It was quite a thrill. And Martha, uh, Martha Foose, Foose has won. from from Greenwood and uh, and Pluto Plantation won for best cookbook. And yeah. this was maybe five or six years ago. So Mississippi has an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> riches. <laughs> we have also witches but, and wishes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to bring Vish on. Uh, Vish is on the phone. Thanks for giving us a call this morning, my friend, and congratulations. Oh, uh, thank you all very much for having me on. It's uh, you know great to follow in some wonderful footsteps. Well, Vish, I know that you have you've spent a lot of time this week on the radio and giving television interviews and print interviews. Uh, how how does it feel? It's been a week. How does it feel? Well, uh, <laughs> I haven't quite recovered from it. We, we uh, came home uh, on Tuesday night, uh, and uh, you know it, it was graduation week, so we got right back to work on Wednesday and. You know, today's the first day I actually had uh, time to sit and think about it, and it's uh, you know, it's, it's uh, what, wow, what a what a what a week, what uh, a week indeed. <laughs> tell our tell our listeners a little bit about how you got to Oxford. Well, I, I came to Oxford uh, for for graduate school. Uh, my dad taught at Ole Miss. Uh, he's retired now, uh, and uh, he and mom lived here, and uh, I was in college uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. And they wanted me to, uh, you know, I hadn't seen them for four years while I was uh, in Kentucky because every chance I got, I would go somewhere else saying, why would I want to go to Mississippi? Uh, and then I came to Oxford uh, for a visit and, uh, you know, walked around the square and went to Square Books and went to Hoka and all of a sudden realized that any town that could support two institutions like that uh, must be a great town. And so I moved here in 92 and I'm still here. Well, that's great. What happened to graduate school? Well, <laughs> it, it went it, it went a little bit by the wayside. I started cooking in the meantime and uh, realized that uh, that was something I really liked. And uh, I had some good folks first, uh, you know, John Anderson at the Harvest Cafe and then John Perrins uh, with City Grocery, uh, you know, uh, just took me in. And, uh, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. It, it, it's, it's something that uh, I just 
actually fell in love with and, and still do. So it's, uh, it's, it's been One of journey. your friends told me that actually you started cooking for beer money. <laughs> and I, I did. I mean, and, you know, from uh, beer money to the Beard Awards is quite a journey. It is, but I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, any any in any profession, you know, the, the journey to 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 reach the top is always a long and arduous one. Uh, I've just been very fortunate that I had uh, really good people along the way to, to guide me and make sure uh, I was I had uh, my eye, eye on the ball the whole time. I mean, it's uh, it's been magnificent. I mean, it's been great to be in Oxford, as you know, which is you know a wonderful town, and you know it's a small enough town where if if you mess up. You're going to see the people uh, either on the square or at the grocery store, and they'll tell you you messed up. So you know, it's it's uh, the town's been really good to me, and uh, you know, it's, this is where home is. So it's it's uh, it's been great. Well, Vish, we know that the snack bar is certainly not a catfish restaurant, but uh, today our topic is catfish, uh, one of Mississippi's mm-hmm. signature ingredients. Do you have any advice for home cooks or a, a, a special catfish dish you like to cook or a way to cook it? Well, uh, I would the advice I have for for anybody that asks me about any cooking is is go ahead and do it. Uh, just don't don't be afraid. Uh, and then the great thing about catfish is that it is so versatile that you can do almost anything with it. You know, you can it'll take on any flavor you you want to to play with. Right. Uh, so don't be afraid. Use catfish. I mean, and then the thing is, you know, in Mississippi, we we need to help each other. We need all the help we can get from each other. Uh, and so, you know, catfish is one of those products uh, that creates jobs and, and, you know, helps families in the Delta. And so if in the state, if we start using catfish at home, uh, it is only going to help our neighbors. And in, in turn, they'll come, you know, help us. Uh, so when you go to the store, you know, instead of, instead of buying that, you know, salmon that came from Chile or, or you know, whatever, what have you, you know, let's, let's look at a Mississippi product that's going to... Uh, be fun to use, and it's in, in while we're doing that, it, it also helps uh, the state's economy and also helps our neighbors. So I'd I say just use as much catfish as you can. That's that's great. And uh, tell our listeners if they came to Snack Bar, made the trip to Oxford, is there one dish that they should try besides the catfish? The catfish <laughs> is on the menu at Snack Bar from the very beginning. I mean, that's. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, it's always there, uh, and, and there's a different, you know, a recipe, different version of it. Every, you know, every menu change we make. Uh, but besides that, I mean, you know, our menu is very seasonal, and so, you know, look look for local Mississippi products. Uh, you know, we, we use uh, home place pasture for our pork, which is just up the road in Como. We use uh, Mississippi wildcat Gulf shrimp. So any of that, any any produce that you know we can get from our farmers uh, locally here, uh, whether it's Yakima Bottom Farms or Native Sun or uh, Clear Creek Farm, um, look for those things. Look for uh, you know, and after that, you know, let let your imagination wander and, and go for uh, you know the item that that uh, jumps out at you the best. Fish, how does your uh, Indian heritage play into the way you cook and how you have? Uh you know, created menu items there at Snack Bar? It, it plays a big, big role. I mean, I, you know, uh, the place I, I grew up in and, and, you know, the influences I have are a very big part of who I am. Uh, I wouldn't be who I am or, or where I am without, uh, you know, being from the place uh, I was born in. And, and I had a great, wonderful family that supported me in what I do. And uh, my mother was 
an extraordinary cook, and I learned a lot from her. So uh, those influences are very much present uh, in what I do. Uh, now, that's not to say that I cook Indian food. I cook Southern food. Uh, it is just influenced uh, by where I was brought up. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, just like uh, you have, uh, you know, uh, Lebanese folks who have become uh, immigrants who have become a fab, you know, a part of the Mississippi fabric. I mean, it's the same. The influences are there, but uh, the food is very much uh, from this place. And one quick word about your nonprofit, if we could, before we take a break. Yes, sir. The nonprofit is Move On Up Mississippi, uh, and it uh, it was founded by John Perrins, and it is uh, it raises money to to help uh, with, with uh, child uh, you know food and hunger issues in Mississippi. Uh, we have a bourbon auction and a dinner, and a music concert coming up this weekend. Uh, you can go to Move On Up Mississippi, Move On Up MS dot org. Uh, it's uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I am cooking the big dinner. Uh, if somebody wants to come, there's still a few tickets left. Uh, Grammy-nominated uh, Mardigar Indian Funk Band Chava from New Orleans are playing Friday mm-hmm. night. Uh, there's a tour of homes and bourbon tasting with uh, with the bourbon distillers on Friday. Uh, and then the concerts Friday night and then the big bourbon auction, silent auction uh on, on Saturday night. Well, Vish, we certainly appreciate uh, the time you spent with us, and we want once again to congratulate you on this amazing uh, award, and we hope to see you soon at the snack bar. Yes, sir. It's been a while since you've been up this way. It has been. I'll get there. Great. Thank you. All right. Take care. We're going to take a break here uh, after talking to Vish Bott about his amazing James Beard Award winning uh, trophy. Then we're going to come back and talk more about catfish, hush puppies, coleslaw, and sides with our friend Katie Simmons Prosser from Simmons Catfish in Yazoo City. We'll be right back. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White with my buddy Carol Puckett. We are here today, and we are glad to be here. We got a fish fry going on up in here, y'all. Oh, we do? We're cooking fish. We're talking sides. And now we're going to talk a little bit about where those uh, the raw product comes from. And we've got a guest. And, Carol, would you please introduce our celebrity guest? Our celebrity guest is Katie Simmons Prosser. She uh, represents Simmons Catfish. But I first met Katie when she was with Bon Appetit magazine in New York. Oh. And before that, she went to culinary school in also in New York. Yes. Yes. So she well, she brings a lot of talent to the catfish business, wouldn't you say, Malcolm? Absolutely. What culinary school did you attend? Um, I went to the French Culinary Institute. Wow. It's now the International Culinary Center. And at Bon Appetit, you were a writer, researcher, Well, I, were, I was on, working special events. We kind of oh, okay. traveled all over and did took chefs to special events. Were you uh, on the wine and – did we do one in the wine country one time? Was that Bon Appetit? No, no. that was oh, the well. 
ill-fated gourmet magazine, <laughs> but Bon Appetit is still going uh, strong. Another food magazine <laughs> goes by the wayside. Well, we're glad you're here. And, uh, you know, they say that Belzona is the uh, catfish capital of the world. And if that's true, then Yazoo City is certainly one of the jewels in that crown. And I know you guys, your family, been in the catfish business for a while. You want to tell us a little bit about when you started, how you got started, and, and that adventure? Um, well, I grew up on the catfish farm, but my dad started farming in the 70s um, and was just looking looking for kind of a um, way to process his fish. So he started um, the processing plant in 82. 1982. Well, that's great. And so it's a family operation? Um, it is. My dad, my dad and my grandfather and my grandmother started it. Um, they started farming in the 70s and just were kind of looking for a way to diversify their row crop farming. So they started catfish farming, and um, it just continued to grow, and that's when they started the processing plant. Um, and just every year it kept getting bigger and bigger. So more and more uh, catfish ponds, less row crop. Is that did, did one right. time were you in cotton and beans and corn and the usual? We And we still are, um, but catfish is our biggest crop right now. Okay. And has catfish continued to grow or shrink in the Delta in terms of a volume of farming? Well, it was growing really big and um, probably in around 2008, it started to decline a little bit when mm-hmm. the imported fish came in. Um, but I think it's on a rebound now. I think it's coming back and um, there's a really huge demand for catfish right now, which is great. And um, we, you know, we have about 250 people employed at our plant. So oh, it's, it's booming right now. Well, Vish made a great point about buying local, cooking local, eating local. And I think that's great. That's what your family does. And it's what Vish does. So that that's a. And I think, you know, Bish was making the point we we need to all look for U.S. farm-raised catfish. And I was hoping Katie would tell us a little bit about why Sure, that is so important. Well, like Vish said, it supports the local economy. Um, there's, you know, makes plenty of jobs in the Delta. Um, and also, you know where your product's coming from. Um, you know what's going into your product and who is working on your product. Um, and a lot of people these days really want to know where their product is coming from for healthy reasons. Um, and I think American catfish tastes better than anything else, too. Oh, it, it, it's so sweet. It really is. Uh, is it true that 80% of catfish now comes from Vietnam and China? Um, that might be close. Um, I know Mississippi is the top producer, though, for U.S. catfish. So, so that's worldwide, right? That's worldwide. Mm-hmm. But, but but Mississippi still leads the U.S. Right. Mississippi leads the U.S. Um, with Alabama, Arkansas, and Louisiana behind them. How many big catfish operations do we have uh, in, in Mississippi now? Five or so? I think, I think about six processing plants. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of smaller farms, but about six processing plants. And, and where does Simmons rate in, in terms of volume and size of, of the group? I think we're probably in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not the biggest and we're not the smallest. Um, sometimes I consider us maybe a boutique processing plant. Yeah, we kind of a- focus mainly on the quality, not the quantity. And that's really our main goal. We all like to say quality is everybody's business. We don't really have one QA manager. We have is everybody's in QA. Well, the reason I brought up the Chinese and Vietnamese catfish is – you really don't know what you're getting. You don't know how it was processed. You don't know how it was grown. I was in Vietnam a few years ago with the um, the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America, and we were taking some chefs 
overlooking it, 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 learning about Vietnamese food and all the flavors. And we just happened to see catfish farms. And what they really were were four big posts in the river, rivers with a big net, you know, a whole series of these just hmm. in rivers where everything goes. Right, um, yeah. yeah. The sewer, and everything. Sewage and, yeah. and, and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I can't believe that, that we haven't had, with all the tariffs and all that we do, something to, you know, promote our industry as opposed to theirs. I want to remind our callers, if you're interested in talking about catfish, the processing and growing and raising or cooking thereof, give us a call at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email us to food at MPB online. Our guest today is... Katie Simmons Prosser, who is involved with the catfish industry. And you also travel all around. You say you just came from a food show down in Destin. I know we used to do the Mississippi picnic together up in New York. So you guys go all over and do food shows and demonstrations and sort of tell the story of the Mississippi catfish, right? Right. We really try to promote the catfish whenever we can. We work with the Southern Foodways Alliance to kind of keep the story going about catfish in Mississippi. Um, We're going to be at the Atlanta Food and Wine Festival in a few weeks with um, Jesse Houston of Fine and Dandy. Um, So we really are. That's my dad. My dad brought me in to kind of market our fish and get our brand name out there. Right. And with your uh, culinary experience, I'm sure that you've helped develop recipes and uh, promote recipes. I'm hoping that you'll share some of your recipes with us. Yes, we have so many recipes on our website, and we have a Facebook and Instagram where we show recipes and things. And uh, some people like to say, I'm the Forrest Gump of catfish. You know, the (laughs) Bubba Gump, I mean. (laughs) I can go on for days about catfish recipes. And so you guys have a test kitchen in in your plant in Yazoo City? We have a kitchen. I wouldn't call it a test (laughs) kitchen. We do a lot of cooking there because our farm is in the middle of nowhere. So Mm -hmm. we're cooking catfish for lunch pretty much every day. People take turns. You know, part of the book Catfish Dreams, which uh, Julian Rankin wrote about the great Ed Scott, who was the first African-American to get into the catfish uh, business in Mississippi, maybe I think in the country. But one of the the sort of big deals about keeping employees long term was that they would cook. Ms. Scott would cook fish for the employees and feed them regularly with vegetables. They had a garden. So I, I just, in my mind, sort of see these catfish producing places all having these glorious lunches, you know, <laughs> all being fed like a cafeteria style, but with really good quality food. Right. Yeah. We're, you know, we try not to fry it every time, but it, we end up having fried catfish about once a week. But two of our salesmen kind of get in there and they bake it or saute it. And we have the delicata product, which is um, it's kind of our nicer cut of catfish where we deep skin it and hand trim it. So we try to saute that and be healthy every now and then. <laughs> well, I felt really lucky to be on the team that tested delicata at Gardena's restaurant in Greenwood. Okay, And we were the first test market for it and so we got to play with it and put it on our menu in different ways and it was really a a different product kind of a revolutionary catfish product at the time because it was so thick right Mm. yeah it's almost like a piece of halibut kind of a block cut just doesn't have quite the same structure though the catfish is is a softer 
uh, bodied fish. Would that be how you would describe it? Well, you know, halibut is that really dense. Right. This uh, is kind of cut and looks like, like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's a center cut of a big fillet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take off that fat and skin layer, so you're just getting just pure catfish meat. Um, and it you kind of trim it around so it looks really good on the plate. There's some nicer restaurants around here using it, like Bravo, mm-hmm. um, Manship, and Crazy Cat. They're all have it on their menu, and it looks really good. Well, Crazy Cat has that great uh, menu item called Biscuit. Biscat, and it's a catfish fillet on a biscuit, and they serve it as a special from, I believe I have it right, Biscat. (laughs) And they must be using your delicata on that. Yeah, yeah. I had a fantastic dish this weekend or or Friday night at the new Kate. It's in the old space where Seafood Revolution, um, Mm -hmm. Derek Emerson and his team have taken over. And they had, it's called Jackson Hot Catfish. Uh-huh. And it's a take on Prince's hot chicken or Nashville hot chicken. And they even have the, the white bread underneath that you can sop up the very fiery and aggressive <laughs> sauce that's on the catfish. But yeah. it was delicious. I love a, an aggressive sauce. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would and imagine. We're, cu- we're cutting those really thin for them, kind of oh, like okay. our catfish chip cut. Um, so that's going to be really thin and crispy. Is the catfish chip cut the the midden door thin fish? It's a, actually a little thinner, um, oh, okay. really? little thinner than that. Yeah, Do you, but you cut it. You cut kind of parallel with the fillet, so you cut. You can get a lot out of one fillet, and it's real thin and kind of curls up when you cook it. Yeah, we tried that uh, some of that at Hallamau's because we we do catfish fried every Friday. Friday, catfish Friday. So we Friday. experimented with those, with the Simmons chips. They were really cool. You know, it threw some people off who were used right. to a filet. But yeah. uh, anyway, I thought they were great. And it was reminiscent of the number one uh, response to my survey, my personal Facebook survey of your favorite catfish uh, restaurants and catfish houses across the state. Middendorf's, which is in Louisiana, blew Bandon everybody Christy. away. It was far and away the most popular of the people on my Facebook page. So we're going to ask people, give us a call, talk to us about your favorite way to cook catfish, your favorite restaurant, your favorite fish house. We're going to come back, talk more to our guests, take your calls. We're going to talk about catfish, hush puppies, coleslaw. If you got a favorite, let us know. one 672 7464 or email us at food at org. We'll be right back with more Deep South Dining. Don't like to see her unhappy. She treats me like a water tree. I hate to see mama with the catfish blue and catfish laying in the river asleep. There's a bottle of wine laying easy on the mind. I dug enough bait to catch a few. My rear end's wet, but I cannot forget. Mama's got the catfish blue. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White here with Carol Puckett and our special guest, Katie Simmons Prosser from the Simmons Catfish Place in the beloved Yazoo City, Mississippi, home of Willie Morris, Governor Haley Barber, Jerry Clower, and many others. Yazoo City. 
We're going to go straight to the lines now. We've got a caller all the way from Nashville, I think, prompted by Carol's uh, aggressive sauce comment about the Nashville hot. Thomas, what's happening in Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, we're, we're eating hot chicken and hot fish up here as well. I just uh, want to comment on one of my favorite places in Mississippi and one of my favorite now shuttered places in, in Ashland City, Tennessee. Um, I love Taylor Grocery right outside of Oxford. And um, Lynn, Lynn does a phenomenal job with catfish and football and the whole combination of many, many great times there. And um, I also want to had a my longtime favorite catfish place not in business anymore in Nash right outside of Nashville in Nashville City. They would actually ask you if you want onions or no onions in your hush puppies. All creamy right. or wow. mayonnaise coleslaw and would do, make it to order based on hand cut potatoes and it's a place called Brantley's and unfortunately they use Mississippi farm raised catfish but um that's the only place Mr. Brantley would source it. And um and just it just the catfish I think is an institution in the South. Indeed it is. And thank you for your call. And speaking of places that are no longer in business, one of my favorite always was Cindy's out on Highway 25 in Brandon. And the reason I love Cindy so much was that they would give you an option of uh, of whole or filet, but they would literally use the same fish. So you could order half fillets and half whole, and they would cut one fillet off of one side, fry it as whole, and then you get the fillet as well. And no one else does that. I love that. You have a favorite? Anybody have a favorite catfish place? Well, you know, uh, Moss Creek has the Middendorf cut there. Um, so a lot of people, if you can't make it to Middendorf, Moss Creek has that same style fish. And Moss Creek is where? It's in Pearl, Mississippi. Okay. Have you, I haven't no, tried Moss I haven't. Creek. We need, we well, need, put it on really the list. Good. We yeah. need to do that. And, you know, when I put the survey up, the informal survey of favorite catfish houses and places to eat catfish on Facebook, uh, we got a lot, as I said earlier, uh, a lot of people love Middendorf. They also love the Catfish Hotel uh, up in Shiloh, up, Tennessee, up right on the Tennessee River. And uh, that's a place that I have long, long eaten at since my early days in Boonville. It used to be an old wooden hotel, but it burned down, and they've rebuilt it. But it's still going strong as, as a great catfish place up in that part of the world. And the other question is, you like them whole, you like them filet, you like them thin fried? There's so many options these days. Uh, somebody, I think it was uh, Chef Taylor Bowen Ricketts from uh, Greenwood, Mississippi's uh, Fan and Johnny's, posted a photograph of some fish she cooked. They were very small, Katie, and she cooked them with the head on, like right, you would yeah. see a sardine. Or, or, head or, and skin yeah. on. Head and skin. And so yeah. you, you all have that as an option? Yes, we, we gave her those, and she did that for a, um, it was an art fundraiser she Correct. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was a little nervous how people would, you know, go for it, but the, everyone loved it, she said. So that was a special one-time deal. Right. I think she does it every now and then at the restaurant, too. Mm-hmm. And she also has a um, catfish fried rice she does. Tell us about that. You know, well, you know, she. I, I'm not. I have never had it. She's just told me about it, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> and she truly is to me the most creative, or one of the most creative chefs she in, in Mississippi. Yeah. She is just phenomenal. The flavors that she puts together, and I would just urge everybody who is in the vicinity or who can get there to go to Fan and Johnny's in Greenwood. And she hasn't won a James Beard yet, but we'll give her the Deep South Dining Award. She's been a semifinalist. Yeah, I think she was nominated. She was, but uh, my significant other, John Palmer, was uh, asked by a reporter, actually it was for a book, what his favorite restaurants in the world were. 
and he said Willie's Wine Bar in Paris and Delta Bistro in Greenwood, which was Taylor's previous restaurant. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. All right. We've got a caller uh, on the phone here. looks like it's Shelby from Ridgeland. Shelby, what's happening? You there? Hello, Shelby. Lay it on us, brother. No, I was talking about in, in Jackson, Mississippi, over in the Washington edition in the hood. Yeah. In a snack bar. Yes. We, get, that one came no as a recommendation. There you go. You tell, get no better catfish. Tell us about it. It's on the Vernon edition. Where, tell us how to find no, it again. No, not Vernon edition. Washington. Washington. Edition. Okay. Yes, Washington edition. No better catfish. And give us the name one more time. We're writing it down over here. Well, when I grew up, it was called Eddie's and Ruby's, but now it's called Eddie's Snack Bar. Eddie's Snack, Eddie's Bar. Snack Bar. Okay. Open for lunch. Yes. Talk and about the sides. They got good sides there. Only thing I get is catfish and, and light bread. Okay. Very traditional. Very, Very traditional. traditional. Well, we're gonna. We're talking- I heard you guys talking about uh, fried uh, bone-in. I like the bone-in, and my daughters like uh, fillets. There you go. There's just something for everybody at Eddie's. Yes. Very democratic. I'm telling you, try it. All right, we're going to do it. We appreciate the call. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for, the inside track, the off-the-beaten-trail. I mean, we all know about pins, pins and Jerry's and, uh, you know, Middendorf's and, and certainly uh, Taylor Grocery. And there's a place called Bill's and Wiggins that got a couple of votes. Oh. And I hadn't been to Bill's yet, but I'm going to put it on the list. Well, since you are from Wiggins, That's right. you get so, to that territory often. Yeah. If you have a favorite catfish house, a restaurant, a recipe you want to share with us, give us a call, 1-877-672-7464, and we'll take a shot at answering questions, or we'd love to hear your recommendations. Of I hear there's a dish called uh, catfish bread. Is that right? Yes, I think this is one of Katie's. Okay, what's Katie, up with Katie's the catfish give bread? Us this recipe. Well, I didn't invent catfish res- uh, catfish bread, but um, a lady in Yazoo City, Wanda Woodard, invented it. Um, and if you go to any party in Yazoo, you're going to have it. But it's kind of like French bread pizza. You make a catfish paste. Um, you bake the catfish and mix it up with mayonnaise, cheese, black olives, green onions, butter, um, and then you spread it on French bread. Mm. Bake it in the oven, and then when it comes out, cut it up. Um, and people love it everywhere. I mean, everyone asks for it all the time. It's kind of our go-to catfish appetizer. That's terrific. And I'll post post catfish bread on Please our do. on our website. Yeah, and you, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, catfish Fridays. I guess that started in the old days when Catholics ate fish on Fridays. That's I think that's I right. I think that's right. But my favorite catfish Friday is at the senator's place in Cleveland, Mississippi. Uh, Senator Willie Simmons and Sarita, his daughter and crew, they fry some good catfish. And it's buffet style. But, man, do they have some great sides. Yes. Turnip greens, sweet potatoes, coleslaw, marinated onions, you name it, they got it. It's 
delish. And it's right on Highway... It's on Highway 61. 61. But I have been known to schedule meetings in Cleveland on Friday just for that very reason. Oh, okay. Catfish Friday. Beautiful. That's what we do at Howlin' Mounds. Is we have it. We have it all the time, but primarily it's a, a big deal. On it's the it's the blue plate special on Friday's lunch. All right, we've got a caller from Oxford, Mississippi, on on the ho- on the hole there, and we've talked a lot about Oxford today. We talked about Vish and his his uh, James Beard Award at the snack bar, and we've talked about his uh, coming of age as a chef, began cooking for beer money, and ended up w- winning a James Beard. Carol, that's a great line that you. Let's go to Chico, all the way in Oxford, but actually Chico's from Tupelo. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm actually from Bocuca, but out on the east side of East Tupelo. Oh, okay. East Tupelo's home of Elvis Presley. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and right now, I'm actually at Denmark, Mississippi, at Denmark Grocery, getting gasoline, and they got pretty good catfish right here. Yeah, there, there's a lot of service stations, as we call them, that serve good food, good fish. So, God Chico, no, he, he's a roadrunner. He knows about these places. Any catfish on a stick? Uh, no, they don't have catfish on a stick, but you know that's that's something fish ought to try. I really enjoyed hearing the interview with fish. That was that was fantastic, and I liked hearing him mention John Anderson and uh, God bless the Harvest Cafe. Oh yeah, that was such a wonderful place in Oxford. Our um, friend Taylor Bowen Ricketts actually started at the Harvest Cafe too. That's right. That's right. Joan Ward was there, and it was it was just a fantastic place. Um, now, you know, like, like you said, Malcolm, we all know about Taylor Grocery. It's the best catfish house in the world. No two ways about it. And it has been for decades. When I was at school at Ole Miss in the 80s, Miss Mary Hudson had the place, and she, filleted, she cleaned the catfish herself. And I, I would call ahead, and she would say the tails for me and give me a little bowl of fried tails. Ah, uh-huh. now we're talking Mississippi. It's like a crispy fish potato chip. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, my and grandmother. I, I, do, I, I do consider whole the only way to eat catfish. I mean, you know, fillets are for tourists. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fish is the holy grail for Chico Harris. That's right. But let me tell you, my girlfriend is telling me not to tell y'all about the place that gives Taylor a run for the money. Because she don't want there to be long lines there. But I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Let it rip. Takapola Grocery in Takapola, Mississippi, uh-huh. which is right on the Pontotoc Lafayette County line. And, uh, you know, I never thought, I'm about to get emotional, y'all. I never thought I would have catfish that nearly as good as Taylor Grocery, but it really is. It's fantastic. Um it's an old grocery store right there on the crossroads in Takapola, one of the oldest communities in Mississippi, where Betty Allen is from. And um, a fellow named Tiger, he set up uh, some tables in the back, just like Taylor Grocery started out. And he has loud music there. And Shane Brown, Larry Brown's son, uh-huh. he plays guitar and sings. And Shane let me know that he was playing down at Takapola Grocery. And I said, you're going to play at Takapola the building was there, and the store was there, and it's still a store. And he said, yeah, we're playing down there. It's a, come down there and eat. I said, eat? He said, yeah, it's a restaurant. And so we went, and he goes, he told me, he said, Tiger has the best steaks there is. The place is kind of known for its steaks. Mm-hmm. But it's a catfish place. It's the Man. place to go for catfish, and they have a wonderful side called Yachna Sauce. 
Yakna sauce. Well, you heard it here, Takapola Grocery in Takapola, Mississippi. That's right. That's the that's the land of Larry Brown. It is indeed. Larry Brown, the great Oxford writer. All right. Thank you, Chico. We appreciate your call, man. That ain't nothing but good info on the inside track. Now we're going to go all the way down to the coast. We're going to go to Biloxi. Craig, what's up? Hey, good morning. Good yeah, I was morning. Just wondering, I was just wondering if the, uh, they found any creative ways to deal with the uh, the byproducts, like the skins of the uh, catfish, and what the favorite side dish would be. Hmm. Well, you know, some people have tried to use the skins. Mainly what we do is we sell all the offal to um, a company that makes pet food and dog food, things like that. Um, we've, we've discovered that's kind of the most efficient way to use the skin and offal and thing, every, all that kind of thing. You, you call it offal? Offal, yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, and did you also say, Craig, what were some of her favorite side dishes? Yeah, the side dishes, yeah. Well, um, I know I've, I'm kind of with the classic dishes, the coleslaw, hush puppies. Um, I love onions and tartar sauce. I'm, I'm one of the few who like to mix my tartar sauce with my ketchup. That's how I like Ooh, it. That sounds <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in a little hot sauce for yeah. me, Crystal. Other people have other favorites. You know, when I think of coleslaw now, I think of your brother Hal's coleslaw. Yeah, it's mighty fine, and we're going to post that recipe because uh, PJ's been working hard to to take it from industrial to the home chef. But right now, we're going to take a break, come back, talk a little bit more about sides. We're going to talk to people on the phone. Give us a call. You know the number. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring More Deep South Dining right after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with Carol Puckett, and I'm also here with Katie Simmons-Prosser. Welcome back, ladies. Ladies? Yes. Yes. We're glad you're here. So we, we've been talking a lot about favorite places. I got a whole list. I posted on Facebook. If you had a favorite place to eat catfish, give us a shout. There's a long, long list of those. And in the break, we learned about a couple more. But we've got uh, Bird on the phone from Jackson, Mississippi, Carl. We're going to see what Bert's got to say, and then we're going to dig into the sides. Well, y'all, y'all have these high-tech recipes and they got all the ingredients and got the sauces and stuff like that. And I got to go real low tech. Let's go low, Let's Bert. Let's have it, Bert. Well, the, the, the ingredients were sitting on the breakfast table, covered in cloth. So <laughs> day, and we'd go in and ask our grandmother, who lived next door, said, "Can you make us a gray horse? You ever had a gray horse before?" I have not. No. And I never heard of a gray. We're horse. We're about to learn. Except on the farm. You heard it first on Deep South Dining. Well, you take two pieces of white bread, which is on the table. You take a cut off a piece of butter that's on the platter that's sitting on the table, and you pour in, put that in the uh, uh, saucer, and then you take and pour some blackburn syrup on top of it, and you mix the butter and the blackburn syrup up together to where it becomes an homogenous sort of emulsion. You spread it over that piece of white bread and fold it over, and that is a great horse, and it will feed a great many children out the door and get them out of the house. Well, Malcolm, I think we should put that uh, gray horse recipe on our next breakfast and brunch show. I think that's exactly right. Snack. Of course, you got to leave the butter out so it softens up pretty good so it mixes up with yeah. the because cold butter does not mix with, no. with uh, blackbird syrup very well at all. 
and you got to get it done quick because they're hungry and you got to get them out of the house. Well, there's no place for cold butter. There uh, isn't. We, in a we've good talked recipe. about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, just let's get it room temperature, and that way everybody can have access to it. So, thanks for the recipe of the gray horse, I believe you called it. That's beautiful. All right, now we're going to Clinton, Mississippi. We've got Brenda on the phone. She's going to tell us about a fish house. What you got, Brenda? Hi. Hey. Martin Fish House is the best fish ever. It is the best of the best, sir. Did you say Martin? Martin Fish House in Clinton, on Clinton Boulevard. Okay. Awesome. That's great. And what is your favorite uh, fish that you order there, or what it, What do you eat there? Pan trout. Pan trout. There you go. Someone Ooh. actually asked me about pan trout, and uh, it's a very favorite Mississippi dish. I'm not sure. Is it catfish, or is it whitefish, or is it perch? What is it? I don't know. All I know is it is. It's good. You know why we <laughs> just like Robert St. Johnson. You know why, you know why we, we eat pan it? trout? Because it's good. It's good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for calling in and thank you for listening. You're of course listening to Deep South Dining. We'd love to hear from all of y'all, but in the meantime, we're gonna talk about sides. Carol, what's what's on your side? Well, my sides are the traditional coleslaw and hush puppies. I I just don't think you can beat that. Um, French fries. Do you care no, for them? You don't want for, them. No French fries. I'm 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 a hush puppy person. Don't even bring a potato around your catfish. Don't don't do that. But you know the coleslaw in our area, mm-hmm. we call it Southern coleslaw, or some people call it Memphis coleslaw. Ours is, you know, basically you know cabbage, vin- vinegar, sugar, mayonnaise, uh, with a little carrot, bell pepper, green onion, right, or other variations. Maybe but a little lemon juice. Could be a little lemon juice. It could be bread and butter pickles, mm-hmm. a little horseradish and some. I love the horseradish. But here's some news. What uh, what what you got? If you go to North and South Carolina, mm-hmm. those people do not put mayonnaise in their coleslaw. Oh, they and and it's be, shocking. And worse, they put mustard in their barbecue sauce they in do. some of those places. They do, but in South Carolina, they actually use two mustards with the vinegar, and they boil the ingredients and then pour it over the slaw. Oh, so it's sort of semi-cooked. I mean, it ta- it tastes wilted. good, but I wouldn't put it up against catfish. So that's that's a Carolina. That's style. a South Carolina, and then in North Carolina. They put ketchup, ketchup in uh-uh. hot sauce in their slaw. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll pray for. Give them. me southern coleslaw any day. I'm with you on that one. And I'm all about the hutch puppy too. All right, Katie, got a favorite side? Um, well, sometimes we like to do a black eyed pea salad, kind of change it up. Well, I'm like you. We don't. I don't want to do the French fries. You're already getting the fried catfish and the hush puppy. So we'll do like a black eyed pea caviar salad type. Hey, and speaking of caviar, what about this catfish pate? It just oh, the Evelyn Roten's been doing in Indianola for several decades now. It is delicious. It is. I think she smokes the catfish. Yeah, before like she puts, like the smoked tuna dip kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think it's is, really is similar that what, to that. Yeah, with cream cheese and smoked hmm. catfish. And they used. A, I guess they would use the larger fish or the larger fillets. I think you could really use any size. You know, just because uh-huh. you're cutting it up, putting it in there. Well, I was telling Carol about recipes. Um, uh, I once had a recipe for a poached catfish. 
Uh, and, and what you would do is, is boil uh, like shrimp boil or crab boil and just drop your catfish down in there and just for a couple of minutes and it would get poached in that uh, kubion, that hot boiling seasonal uh, water. And you pop it right out and then mix a sauce and eat with it. That sounds and, uh, delicious. But I've only tried it a few times. But it, it's very effective, very effective. All right, we've got a caller from Calhoun City, Mississippi, about a favorite place, and his name is Dudley. What's up, Dudley? I just wanted to tell you about one of the finest catfish meals I think I've ever had, and that was blackened catfish on a bed of of grits with a side of asparagus Mm. at the grill and start bowl. And garnished with lemon and, you know, the little garnish green. It, the presentation was wonderful, but the taste was delicious. And this is the grill in Starkville. The grill in Starkville. Blackened catfish on grits with the side of asparagus. That's fine. Elegant. Elegant. Very fine. Nice. As Jerry Clowell would say, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Who's the chef there? I really am enjoying your show, and thank you very much. Hey, Dudley, do you know who the chef is at the grill? Pardon? Do you know who the chef is at the grill? No, I don't. I used to eat there quite frequently, and and almost anything that you had, the presentation was just fantastic. And uh, I met the manager, but I can't even remember his name. That's cool. I was just wondering. Well, we certainly appreciate you calling in and sharing an elegant catfish dish, blackened. Do you get many calls for that, Katie? We do. Um, Dave's Triple B has a really good blackened. In downtown Jackson. In downtown Jackson with a Burblanc sauce. Oh, my goodness. We've run out of time, y'all. About time to say goodbye. We certainly appreciate all our callers. We want to congratulate Vish Bott for winning the James Beard. We are so happy that Katie Simmons Prosser from Simmons Catfish joined us. For Carol Puckett and myself, Malcolm White, we will see you next Monday at 9 a.m. This has been Deep South Dining, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous people like yourself. Please don't be shy about that. Java Chapman is our spiritual advisor and our producer, and we appreciate what you do. Join us next Monday at 9 o'clock once again for Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio.